Jason, thanks for, for joining me today and um, just kind of give us a, um, a little overview of, of kind of how you got to this point and, uh, and then we'll kind of see where, uh, where you're going from here. Jason and um, right on the front of the uh, um, the little uh, little cardboard uh, label holder, it says "Made in America." And just kind of, uh, I know that's a big point of uh, contention for you guys on on uh, these uh, and, and a big uh, a talking point when uh, you're sending out information or people are looking at the socks. Kind of uh, explain why you're you're going made in America, like uh, like. Not many sock companies are. Well, uh, it's, it's very difficult. Uh, it, it, it's not an easy thing to do. You can't just jump on Google or LinkedIn and go find a manufacturer, especially somebody that will let you customize the process a little bit. Um, Native America was always a big deal for us since we even started, and we started kind of concepting this thing back in 2013 and spent two years in R&D. And really, most of that time, Rick was looking for manufacturers. It is a very, very difficult hill to climb, and, uh, and one of the biggest obstacles in the industry is finding a good, solid manufacturer. Um, but no, made in America, obviously, it's much more expensive for us to get them made here, but it's a big deal. It's, it's close to home. Uh, you know, we're supporting domestic commerce, which is a big deal. Uh, we're employing uh, uh, Americans, which is obviously a big deal, too. And, uh, you know, beyond that, it's high touch for us, right? So this is not your normal sock that, you know, it's, it's the same thing that everybody else has. So it's a big deal for us to be able to fly to North Carolina, which is where they're made, and to meet with the, you know, the team that's that's running that operation. And, and we do that once a quarter. And if it was overseas, you know, we would have to stretch that out to at best once a year. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's high touch for us. Sure. Um it's uh, made in America. You guys are based in Dallas, so uh, so roots right here, which which is great. Um, how do you, as uh, as an entrepreneur, your background? How do you get into socks? I mean, I know uh, um, it's 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 probably not a family business of yours. I know that there is a company here in the U.S. that makes pretty good golf socks, and it's kind of a, a family business. But uh, how how do you get involved with socks? Man, that's a good question, Rick. And I'm glad you asked. You know, um, I'll kind of give you the Cliff Notes version of my life. I actually grew up on a farm, a pig farm in Mississippi, so literally on the opposite side of the world from style and fashion in any way. For us, it was, you know, car hearts and red wing boots, and that was pretty much it. Run some dirt on it and get back out there and get to work. Um, fast forward, I, I graduated. 
doing quite well and I uh, had a, a pretty cushy little situation there. And um, But I chose to leave that job because, number one, I didn't love it. I liked it a lot. I liked the team that I had and my boss, but I didn't love it. And, um, you know, I, I just had that urge to create. And, uh, you know, over the last few years of my job as a consultant, uh, it got louder and louder and louder. It got to the point where uh, I, I couldn't ignore it anymore. Uh, so I had to kind of jump off the deep end and do it. And I didn't start with thoughts, which is what's interesting. So I uber passionate about thoughts, but that's kind of grown on me over time. Uh, I started with uh, pajama pants, and uh, that quickly flamed out, but I learned a lot. And uh, <laughs> so I kind of was looking around at other things that I thought were cool that were um, – you know, on the uptrend, so to speak, and, uh, and socks were there. This was in 2011 and 2012, and socks, you know, cool, colorful, well-designed socks were just kind of uh, uh, gaining traction in the market, and I, I really, you know, got to asking myself and everybody else around me, like, hey, are you having these same problems? We're, we're paying $25 for a pair of socks, and they shrink up like crazy in the dryer, they slide down my leg, they just wear out after four or five wears, and that's just uh, honestly unacceptable for such a high price point. If I'm paying, you know, eight dollars, then, then I get it. Sure. You kind of get what you pay for. Um, but we we kind of looked at this, and my, my old business partners and I have since bought them out. But uh, we we kind of looked at this and thought, man, there's a massive opportunity here if we can get this right. If we can create a sock that doesn't shrink up, that doesn't wear out super fast, that stays up your leg. Um, you know, then, then we've got the product, and it's just about building distribution. And boy, we were naive to think that that's all it was to it. It's a much, it's a much harder process than that. But uh, I'm happy to say that uh, we've got a little momentum now. Yeah, with with Jason Simmons, the uh, founder and CEO of of Dead Socks, you go to deadsoxy.com. Jason, if you were to take this product on Shark Tank, they would they would tell you it's a crowded space and and they probably wouldn't be interested. But uh, um, I mean, wearing these, the, the the quality is there, and and you're big on and you you have to be, I guess, because you don't have a huge advertising budget, uh, repeat customers and word of mouth. So you're kind of counting on uh, people uh, seeing how good the product is and and hopefully spreading the word. Yeah, no, that, that's exactly it. Um, you know, it, I don't know if they would say it, it is definitely a crowded space, but I, I hope that they would look at that and say that we've got a little bit of a different product and a little yeah. bit of a different mousetrap. Um, <clears throat> but you're right. Uh, we do a lot of grassroots stuff. Um, I'm really happy to say that we've got a 72% customer repurchase rate, which really what that means is 7.2% of the time out of 10 uh, total, you know, that somebody comes to the website and buys, they're going to come back and rebuy it. And we uh, created a little script uh, to kind of uh, uh, pull those numbers out of our system. And we basically look at last names, uh, mailing addresses, and email addresses. So uh, we have a lot, uh, a lot of people buying gifts uh, with our socks. So, you know, Rick, if you bought your socks, then you raved to your wife how much you loved it, then she would likely come and buy some. So my, my, wife, my wife doesn't listen to me. My wife doesn't listen to me, Jason. <laughs> no, go ahead, go ahead. No, that's okay. You know, I think it's kind of innovative how we got those numbers is all. Like, we, we pulled that information out of the system, and, and we certainly post that a lot because it's a big deal. You know, that what that says is 
like our socks enough uh, that they're going to come back, you know, 70-something percent of the time to, to, to buy more of them. And that's, that's a pretty cool deal. Sure. It, it means a lot to me as an entrepreneur, Rick, because, you know, you put your blood, sweat, tears, time into something, and it, it really means a lot when people dig what you created. Sure, I, I know a lot of entrepreneurs like you, and uh, I'm fighting you guys fighting the same battles and, and sharing the same stories. I'm sure we got 30 seconds left. Uh, uh, Jason, kind of tell, give us maybe a hint or a, a teaser of where you guys are going here in the, in the next uh, in the future. Rick, I am so excited for 2018. Uh, we are we're, we're increasing our retail footprint, so. Looking forward to that, Jason, and uh, we'll stay in touch, and we'll have you uh, we'll have you on again. We'll talk to you again when uh, anything new you have coming out.